Holy Spirit just hit me like a ton of bricks with Desiree. She has breast implant illness. I was like, I cannot bring this up. I said, I don't think she has implants, but I feel strongly that the symptoms that she's having are right in line with breast implant illness. Hello and welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. My name is Marnie Clark and I'm so glad you're here. In our last episode, I mentioned the miracle of listing my symptoms in my prayer journal, telling Jesus I was reaching for the hem of his garment like the woman he healed so many years ago, and then two hours later, getting an answer to that prayer through my personal trainer. Isaiah 41:17 says, the poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. And then in verse 20, so that people may see and know and may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. God led my personal trainer, Desiree Mellis, through the power of his Holy Spirit to bring the solution of healing to me. He spoke to her and then he also prepared my heart. Here is our story. Well, as promised, here I am with my good friend, Desiree Mellish. After I posted my testimony, I guess it's been about a week ago now, I just, I have had such an amazing response. And one thing that so many people have been saying is, when are you and Desiree going to do the full story? Hey, Desiree. Hello. I'm so glad to be here to help you share your story. Do you feel like you're famous now? <laughs> I keep talking about you. <laughs> um, I feel honored that I get to play a part in what God's done in your life and what he's doing. You would just, you've already done so much for so many people. I just, I, I think that being a personal trainer is so incredibly important and just the heart that you have behind what you do and just the, your heart for women is just, it makes what you do just so incredibly impactful. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot. Um, I'm very humbled that God's placed me in this position. Um, those that don't know my story probably don't know that uh, I was actually an elementary ed teacher prior to becoming a personal trainer. And through life circumstances, I ended up, that's a whole other podcast, but <laughs> we have a lot that we need to do <laughs> a lot of podcasts. There's a lot, but after I became a single mom, being an elementary ed teacher was not going to work out because I had seven-month-old twins, so childcare for two babies would not make it practical to okay. have a, a job teaching, and God, God literally, and we'll talk about the importance of journaling today, but God, through my journaling, through my conversations with him in my journals, he showed me the next path was going to be helping women from the inside out. So I approach fitness from a place of inner care to mm -hmm. not try to focus on killing it at the gym so you can look good in a bikini. Right. That is so, health and fitness should be so beyond that, that surface level goal. Absolutely. So. 
Absolutely. And that's, and that's what you do. And it's just, I'm so thankful that God, God brought you to this place. So whenever you came to my office to schedule your first training session, we found out pretty much within the first 10 minutes that we were both believers. So sisters in Christ, we found out we both had been through divorce and we just instantly connected. Yes on so many levels. And so then in our training sessions, (laughs) we were having these amazing conversations while also working you, uh, getting you closer towards your um, strength goals and getting you healthier. And that made it a lot easier for us to get to where we are now. If we didn't have a friendship, then uh, probably never would have ended up bringing up my concerns about BII to you. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because that was exactly how it happened. We just were instant, instantly friends and it's been so wonderful. And I, I love that today we're here talking in that what we normally do is that one of us has to count reps while the other person talks. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's kind of awesome to like be able to talk without having to count reps because I don't know. When you're not the only one, the majority of my clients prefer that we have some conversation while one, one counts the reps while the other chats and it helps the workout go by faster and it helps you get your mind off the muscle fatigue of the move. (laughs) But it's funny, we have such deep conversations in a, you know, in a time (laughs) while counting. Right, right. Uh, A lot of spiritual conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to to jump Mm -hmm. into the story, we we really, we have so much we want to say, and we talked for a long time before we hit record. We have so much that we want to tell all of you. But today, we're going to focus primarily on just the story of what happened, a little bit of the heart behind as a race heart and in my heart going forward for this issue with breast implant illness. Desiree is one of the few people who knew the extent issues that I was having. And the reason for that is that almost three years ago is when we started training, just by the nature of it, the fact that I had multiple sessions usually scheduled with you each week, I would see you multiple times a week, we were doing something physical. And then a lot of times I'd have to schedule the or cancel the sessions because of one reason or another, whether it be injury or sickness or um, so you've been able to see this journey just front and center. Right. You would go through phases where three times a week we would get your workouts in Mm -hmm. and then I would get a text message that you were not feeling well, that Mm -hmm. you did not sleep, that you had a migraine, that Mm -hmm. you were having pain and you didn't know what was causing the pain. And so then we would go Sometimes only one or two sessions mm-hmm. missed, sometimes two, three, four weeks mm-hmm. worth, just depending on how severe your current issue was. Right. So it was like three steps forward, two steps back. And I just had to keep encouraging you. Yes. Like, we're not back at the starting line. This is not how your health journey works. Like, whatever we've done in the past still matters. You're still getting stronger. We're still going to get you there. Absolutely. When I think about like the progress, there still has been progress Mm -hmm. despite all of this with the the breast implant illness. Right. The 
journey to being in the best shape we can be in is never a straight line. Right. And it's definitely like climbing mountains. It's mm-hmm. always the imagery that I, that I see there's valleys and there's mountaintops, but then there's another valley coming. Mm-hmm. And whenever you came to me, so weak mm-hmm. and honestly defeated, mm-hmm. but hopeful mm-hmm. that progress could be made. I think it was very important that you were approaching it understanding that I'm not going to be able to do what I used to be able to do because Mm -hmm. your listeners may not know that you actually were a personal trainer in the past as well. Mm -hmm. So, and as a fellow personal trainer, that can also, that can be a little bit intimidating. Like (laughs) I hope she thinks that I do a good job with her, (laughs) but she was very, um, humble about her past concerning physical fitness because she was willing to just go with whatever I decided we needed to do. And, and a lot of it wasn't necessarily humility. It was just, I, I was only a trainer for a short period of time and I wasn't, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was my forte and it is for Desiree. She was with the background of an elementary teacher. Teaching is her gift. She's very, very creative. Workouts are amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, So yeah, so yeah, that's exactly right. I came into it with a little bit of hope, but pretty defeated. And and I would leave our workouts pumped up because mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, literally, <laughs> <laughs> but emotionally, because it was like, okay, okay, I, I can do this. Cause so much of my identity, my whole life has been wrapped up in not just like appearance, which appearance, which has been a struggle for me, but also for those of people who only have known me in the last couple of years, don't know that I was very athletic and, you know, long distance running and tennis and all the things and, and a go-getter. It was like, I can do this. I'm inspiring other people. You can do it. And I just, after years of trying, you do finally get discouraged. And it's honestly given me a lot of empathy for people that don't have that attitude. So as we were going and as I was having these gains and losses and three steps forward, two steps back, there was a day I remember you said that you thought you should say something to me about breast implant illness. Yes. So as a personal trainer that cares greatly about each of my clients, I found myself, especially with Marnie being a good friend, I found myself very disheartened and confused as to why she kept facing hurdle after hurdle in her journey because she would be doing so well and getting so strong and then there would be a wall and and she would hit that wall and I knew she wasn't just making excuses. She was legitimately having problems and there Mm -hmm. were doctor visits and there were specialist visits and there were tests and it was very mysterious what the root issue was. Mm -hmm. And while I was training you after one of your comebacks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) after she had been gone for a while and then, um, and she came back we were talking about some of the issues she was having and one of the big ones being what seemed to be muscular through the neck, keeping her unable to 
perform overhead motions with her arms and even just moving her neck a little bit just Mm -hmm. caused a lot of pain. And she was laying on the bench doing chest presses and the Holy Spirit just hit me like a ton of bricks with Desiree. She has breast implant illness and I'm looking at her laying on the bench and her breast implants were not big. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, right. I'm like, this is not the Holy Spirit (laughs) because Marnie and I'd been friends for over two years by this point. And I'd been training her for over two years. I had seen her in workout clothes often and never did I. And I have an eye for what implants typically look like Mm -hmm. on women um, due to the nature of my job. And I was like, I cannot bring this up. She surely would have told me by this point, this would have came up, not not necessarily during our workouts, but during right. our uh, hangouts as friends. Yeah. Like she's never brought this up. And I went home and I told my husband as he and I were having dinner one night, I don't know if it was that night or soon after, mm-hmm. but um, he also is friends of Marnie and Clay mm-hmm. and so I was expressing to him my concern over Marnie's health. And I said, I don't think she has implants, but I feel strongly that the symptoms that she's having are um, right in line with breast implant illness. That's unbelievable. And I had, it, it was on the forefront of my mind because a good friend of mine from years, over 20 years ago, when I was um, a newlywed, and my then husband was deployed. She became my roommate. And funny enough, we both are personal trainers now. She lives in Texas. And she had ended up ended up getting implants. And they made her very sick. And I had been following her journey, uh, not only of being sick, but then realizing what the illness was being caused by. And then seeing her story of explants. So the, her story and seeing so much of what she was saying describe Marnie's situation well um that made me realize that well if Marnie had implants then (laughs) this could very well be it but I just don't think she has them well I love that you thought it without knowing that I had them or with thinking I didn't have them um that that God spoke that to you because it's not like you looked at me thinking I had them and going oh it must be that definitely it right Right. It was just the timing also. If my personal trainer friend hadn't been going through her, um, if she hadn't been open about her mm-hmm. struggles. And yeah. Yeah. Then um, I may have also still been in the dark about it because it was through her story that mm-hmm. I began doing my own research and found out that this actually really is a thing, even though it's not widely accepted in the medical world yet. Mm-hmm. It will be. So, yes. And so then I think like maybe about a month later, we had finished our workout. I was in your office and we started chatting. It was two to four weeks later. Okay. Maybe not even a month. At the most a month. Because it's every time I saw you, it was just weighing on me more and more heavily. Mm -hmm. Like this, I was scared, Marnie, because I think... I just had to come to terms with the fact that 
even though with my eyes, uh-huh. I didn't think that you had breast implants. Like, why is this constantly on my mind when I see you? And uh-huh. you were suffering. You were showing up even though you were not feeling well. Yeah. And I was afraid that if I bring this up, <laughs> then she <laughs> is going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and if she does have implants, well, what if I'm wrong? Right. What if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit wrong? And mm-hmm. so I was very afraid that this could damage my training relationship with you and also damage my friendship with you because oh. a lot of women are very protective over their implants mm-hmm. where some are very open about having them. Right. Other women are very secretive about it. Right. And I didn't want to say anything that could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was also, because this is such a new up and coming realization mm-hmm. concerning what implants can do to the body. I was worried that you might think I'm crazy, <laughs> <laughs> which and is the worry that everyone has that has the implants that tries to talk to the doctors. Exactly. It's like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yes. I'm so glad that you did say something. So it was a couple weeks we're in your office and we're talking, we were trying to refresh our memory and finally did remember, but we were talking about our spending habits. Because I believe you were about to go to a thrift store. I think you were leaving. Oh, I think you were yeah. leaving this session. You were going to go to one of our favorite thrift stores. Yes. And I was like, gosh, you know, I hate spending money. Like I'm, I'm I was kind of in a way like kind of laughing, like complimenting myself about how I could find really beautiful things, but they were inexpensive and all of that. And so then, and then of course I felt like a hypocrite because I was like, but I still get Botox. And so I kind of spent, I said, well, I kind of spent a lot of money on my appearance, um, Botox, skincare. Um, well, I do have the implants (laughs) and you were like, what? (laughs) We were talking about, deals at a thrift store and then she <laughs> just, just blurted us, it out she just leads us right into like she was proud of herself that she doesn't spend much money on clothes. right but uh then she's like well I do spend money on Botox and I did get those breast implants and I'm just like mouth drops open like <laughs> she literally just brought this up And that conversation immediately switched over. I said, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Marnie, have you ever heard of breast implant illness? And she's like, what? No. Oh, and when you said that, like literally something from, I can't explain it, but something from the depths of me, like it rose up. I got tears in my eyes Mm -hmm. and there was just this unusual knowing of this is it. I mean, it was like, it was a powerful, I was, you were worried about me not receiving it. I was receiving it. Right. Yeah. God had prepared me and we will talk about that in a minute, but he had already prepared me. Yes. So we started talking about 
Well, I, I shared with her. I shared with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep talking about you. And her, the yeah. The person. <laughs> and I'm well, looking right at you. Well, because you're I'm you're talking. talking to the audience, yeah. so it is confusing. And this is my first <laughs> podcast, so trying is to it really? Out. Yes. We've been meaning to do this for a long time, yeah. and we wondered why it kept getting canceled. Yeah. So now we know why. <laughs> we started talking about what breast implant illness is, and mm-hmm. I shared with you about what my longtime friend had just went through with her implants and how she was um, going through her healing now after having them removed. And I was so surprised at how receptive you were. Mm -hmm. And we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about it because, again, I had only just started dipping my toes in the um, information concerning it. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt most comfortable to send you some helpful articles about it. Yeah. Some links in, uh, in a text message instead of, was that when you told me about your journal entry or you left? I left and I, I don't even know that it hit me immediately, but I sent you a screenshot of my journal entry from like two hours earlier. Yes. And actually I have those text messages still. I believe you told me before you left that, that I that I had just prayed about it. That you had journaled that, about it. And that's why you were so receptive mm-hmm. because you had been telling God whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get better, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So in your desperation, he had prepared your heart to receive. Absolutely. Because when you first said it to me, I think my response was, oh, well... I'll just, yeah, I guess it's time to get new ones. Right. And you said, no. Right. That's not, that's not going to make you better. You were talking about how old they were and Mm -hmm. 21 years old. I got them well before, well before I met Clay. (laughs) He wants me to tell everybody that. (laughs) He's like, people are going to think I told you to get them. It was not Clay's doing. It was not (laughs) Clay's doing. You had left and I started sending you the links Mm -hmm. of articles and of symptoms. And Marnie wrote, wow, that makes so much sense. I'm praying that God will continue to confirm this. Yes. Thank you for sharing with me. And it was a journey, you know, I mean, I, I was excited and just like everything, you know, it's like I was excited. I knew my prayer had been answered. But as soon as I started researching, it was very overwhelming and I became very obsessed with, because there were so many years that I didn't know and it was like, I was so lost. And then I was reading all these women and I I just became where I couldn't stop reading it and I became obsessed and I actually had to take a break from looking at it. Um, And I didn't look at it for really a couple of months. I just prayed. And I, I love that you have what I, what you said about God, you know, will confirm. And, and I said, I'll pray. And he, he confirmed and confirmed and confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. And I would say the first confirmation was you sending me a picture of your journal entry and you had literally listed out your symptoms. And here I am sending you articles and with the symptoms, listing out the same symptoms And I even told you, I shared kind of concern that, um, 
ultimately are the one that brought it up. I don't know how long I would have just sat with that heaviness and fear Mm. before bringing it up. And he knew that. And he was very gracious to make a way. Absolutely. So obedience is scary. And it's, it's not our job to make sure everything falls into place. Right. I couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to bring it up again to you to try to force you to do it. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I just needed to plant that seed and then he would take care of the rest. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was in the dark. I I didn't know anything about it. I love the verses um, about how God goes before us and behind us. And he really did. He prepared my heart and then went behind with all the confirmations. And, um, and, and that does take a lot off of us. Like you didn't know. It was a false responsibility to have to bear about those consequences. Right. About. And, and so then you would, you were coming to your sessions mm-hmm. and I wouldn't bring it up, but then yeah. you would. Yeah. Like I've done more research. Mm-hmm. I really think this is it. Mm-hmm. This is really it. Mm-hmm. And I'm making an appointment with my gynecologist. I'm making an appointment with my primary care. You were mm-hmm. making all these appointments mm-hmm. and you were going to talk to them mm-hmm. about it and see what they say. And I'm like, Marnie, this is not well known or well accepted yeah. right now. And so just be prepared. They might treat you like you're crazy. Yeah. And thankfully, my none of the doctors did treat me like I was crazy. I have read a lot of people who have experienced that. Um, because I used to, I guess, back in the early parts of my faith journey, Um, I used to think, well, if I'm asking God for a lot of confirmations, is that me not having enough faith, but God is so patient and he knows when we're, I was willing to do it. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing him correctly. And I think that was the same with you with wanting to make sure that was God. Yes. I was relieved that you were doing the work Mm -hmm. of educating yourself and having the conversations with so many doctors and, I can't wait to hear you tell your listeners about, especially the WWE confirmation. <laughs> but I believe, like, you can't go get a blood test or just a hard and fast. This is what it is, right? Just basically what the medical medical community is seeing. Well, most women tend to get better <laughs> when after their explant with the symptoms that they're having, if not all their symptoms a lot of their symptoms. And so in my research, I was finding that, um, you know, and not to get into the weeds of this, we will at some point, but a lot of some people, their body just doesn't like them to be there. So that causes a lot of inflammation. Well, you know, inflammation, the body causes all manner of things. And so I was experiencing that, um, autoimmune response, autoimmune response. Yeah. And so I said so many times, I would tell Clay so many times, I feel like, I feel like I have an autoimmune issue. Like I cannot get a diagnosis with it. But when I read about that, that's how I feel. And because my identity was so wrapped up in being, you know, not wanting to disappoint people and being a go-getter and being in shape and all this, it was really, really hard because I felt like I was always disappointing people, always canceling things. I, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And so... Um, when I, when I was reading that this is what implants did, it made a lot of sense to me. So 
I went and got physical therapy. I was getting worse and not better. This was for my neck and shoulder. And um, it was just becoming more and more clear. The physical therapist um, was like your body when I'm pressing on it, when I'm trying to work on you, it feels like someone who has an issue, like an autoimmune issue, like a just kept getting confirmations. Okay. I'm like, okay, my body's not right. Like it's, there's something not right. And so I was researching, I found that there's a doctor in Atlanta and I'll just say who it is. His name is Dr. Randy Rutterman. Um, I'm a plastic surgeon for consultation and he was able to confirm that the implants that I have were displaced. And so that was actually causing that constant pulling sensation I was having in my neck. And I had had a sports medicine doctor earlier tell me that that was not connected, um, a non-surgical sports medicine doctor. Um, but then he said, no, I mean, I, he said, I believe after you have them out, I believe you're going to get some immediate relief. Um, and I mean, he was right, <laughs> but so Two days, and I love how God lined all the timing up correctly, but two days after this appointment with Dr. Rutterman in Atlanta, I scheduled to see an orthopedic surgeon for my shoulder because it wasn't getting better with physical therapy. So next step was go see the surgeon. Because you had been told there's probably a tear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's something, something going on. I had an MRI, all of that. So I went to go see this orthopedic surgeon and he tells me that, I mean, I'm just kind of like holding my breath because I don't want to tell him because I, I figured he was going to think I was crazy to say, well, I'm going to get my implants out and my shoulder's going to be better and all of this. I just thought he was going to laugh me out of the office, but I ended up being the one laughing because he says, he looks at me and he says, oh, well, that's not, that's not crazy at all. Cause I said, I know you're gonna think I'm crazy. He's like, Oh, that's not crazy at all. He goes, you know, I'm the team doctor for WWE. <laughs> and I just started laughing because if you don't know, um, wh what is it? Women's, I don't even know what it stands wrestling. for, but wrestling something. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but WWE or these women, the women wrestlers, women wrestlers, and they typically have very large implants. And so he said, well, so where, you know, where is it hurting you? Cause I was having a pulling in my neck and my shoulder. And, and he said, are your, are they under the muscle or your implants under the muscle? And I said, yes. And he said, well, that's exactly, that is exactly where you would have pain. And I just, <laughs> laughed I mean of all the doctors I could have seen the shoulder surgeon the shoulder surgeon it just happens to know this it just happens to take care of women wrestlers and sees it all the time yeah so he should be an expert in this um so funny and even that like I was doubting my decision of going to him because I had other like I had worked with other doctors who I knew were excellent shoulder surgeons and I had been sent to him by someone else. And, and I, I knew he was good, but I thought, gosh, you know, I even have a friend whose husband's a shoulder surgeon. I probably would have rather seen him. And, but God had it lined up yeah. all along. So even that he had lined up he he had in the steps. details. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The order of me seeing the plastic surgeon two days before and then getting that confirmation from the surgeon and it just became humorous after a while all of the confirmation so whenever Marnie Marnie whenever you came to um, your next training session 
and you're like, you're not going to believe this. This was holding my breath. I knew it was going to end well because you were smiling and laughing about it. It's like, what did he tell her? Exactly. Like, is it funny? Because he was so dismissive. Uh I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. And so the fact that God had used him to just further confirm, because I believe hadn't you decided you needed one more confirm, you would love one more confirmation. I just kept praying that and I was still going to do it at that point. It didn't matter what he said, but it was like, I kept praying. Okay, God, I know, like, this is asking a lot, but can I have one more, (laughs) just one more? And he's just so kind and gracious. And, you know, this may be a really good time to lead into um, some verses in Isaiah, which um, this in Isaiah 42, it says, I will lead the blind is 42, 16. I will lead the blind by a way they do not know and paths They do not know. I will guide them. I will make the darkness into light before them and rugged places into plains. These are the things I will do and I will not leave them undone. And when I was sort of just studying those verses, I came across this in my ESV study Bible. It says, no human incapacity can defeat God's purpose of grace. His ways are so counterintuitive to human understanding that he delivers might as well be blind in darkness and on rough terrain, but God leads them through. And that's just, I mean, that's just where I was. I was in complete darkness. If I did not have this information, you know, I mean, he, he was the only one who could help me. Right. And always is, of course. And you are wholeheartedly pursuing him you are wholeheartedly confessing to him and to others that you were stuck Mm -hmm. you were never going to get better if he did not intervene somehow yeah you had exhausted every avenue of specialists Mm -hmm. and tests and all those negatives Mm -hmm. were obviously awesome but then confusing very confusing, very discouraging. Um, I'm to be, I have believed to receive what the solution was. Yeah, definitely. Because if it has really happen, do I still feel better? This is, it's just so amazing. It's so crazy to have an answer after so long. I mean, I just think probably the people who were healed of their blindness would wake up and think it is today the day I'm going to wake up. It's going to be dark again. Like, Um, it, it's just amazing, amazing to have, to have healing and gets better, um, because our bodies take a while to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, and from what I've seen, so many people say it takes a full year for a lot of people to see full healing. And what did your doctor muscle weakness in certain parts of my body because of the way my body was trying to compensate for so long. And so that's going to take a while to get stronger. We'll and, get you there. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't exercise yet. Um, so, and that's, that's the thing. Like I always have required so much exercise to feel good and I'm feeling better already without being able to do anything. I'm not even able to go on a walk. So, um, but and I will say, because the listeners can't see you when this was my first day to see Marnie since her surgery. <laughs> and when she came to the door, I was on the verge of tears because her eyes are so much brighter. 
Her mm-hmm. skin is glowing. She looks more alive and energetic than I've ever seen her in nearly mm. three years of knowing her. And I am as excited as she is to get her back into the gym, get her stronger. That is so sweet. I, It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And it, it's funny. You do read so much and worry. A lot of people worry. They say, well, you know, what if I don't, if I have my implants out, what, what if I feel so bad about myself? Like what is going to happen? What is going to happen? And honestly, I'm not just saying this, the complete opposite happened to me because first of all, there's a weird psychological thing going on. And the last time I did not have implants, I was 24 years old. And so when I look in the mirror, I think my mind gets fooled into thinking I'm 24 again. It's like, it's like, it's weird. I mean, I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, this is what I was like before. And what happened was I had lost so much of my identity, which listen, our identity should be in Christ. But as far as the way I thought about myself, I felt about myself as far as physically and mentally and just energy, I had lost so much of that. And so now I feel more like myself than I have felt in decades. That's so awesome. So and also the, awesome, the opposite is true of the fear. And the response you got from your husband and your daughter and your mom. Yeah. Everybody is just saying, you just, you look better. You look better. This is how God made you. And this, I, my, my daughter said, this just suits you better. And I thought, how funny, because of course it does. God was the one that made me this way. That's right. So, um, but I, right now, I mean, from what I, what I noticed so far is first of all, I just feel very hopeful. So maybe a lot of that sparkle that you see in my eyes is just hope, like excited. Like I'm kind of waking up as someone who before was just barely making it and, trying to cover that up in a way, um, really some shame and thinking I'm just not, I can't hack it like other people can. Mm. Like there's just something wrong with me, like comparing myself. Why do other people, why can other people do a lot and not feel exhausted, you know, and trying to hide that. But, um, I just feel hopeful that there, you know, there are good things ahead now that I'm getting better. Um, I also have full range of motion in my neck which is amazing. I can breathe better. This is funny. I didn't notice that I would not have listed that as a symptom. But what I didn't realize was I was getting out of breath. Like even when I would talk, I was getting out of breath. Um, Someone posted this and I just laughed because I had noticed this myself. Um, But someone posted this on our group. I feel like I can sing better because I can get a breath. I love to sing. I'm not a great singer, but I love to sing in the shower and I can sing, um, increasing energy. I feel like I can think more clearly. Um, I can think on my feet. I don't have the word retrieval issues I was having. Um, and it just, my joints feel so much better. I don't feel the inflammation. I don't feel like I'm carrying around a ton of bricks. Like I just feel lighter. How are you sleeping? Sleeping great. That had gotten better um, prior to the explant um, just because God had really done a spiritual work in me where I was able to release a lot of anxiety and um, 
And so that's a really a good time to say this. You know, a lot of people say, well, breast implant illness can't cause this, 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 and this. Well, our bodies are so complex. And so the breast implants were throwing everything off for me. And so hormonal disturbances and it's like okay well would I have felt this way if without them I don't know but it made everything worse Mm -hmm. and so you know I'm sleeping great I just feel relieved as you get further and further away from your explant date you're going to experience just different levels of awareness of Mm -hmm. how much better you're feeling Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited that you have went through with this and that not only that but that you're sharing your story with others because it's your story it's your story to share well I'm so grateful to be able to do that I it has been such a joy and I'm I made a post on our group first and this is the group of it's about 175,000 women right now in this breast implant illness group on Facebook and it was just such a joy and um what was I could encourage people who haven't had their surgery yet but also I loved it because God is not only doing this for me obviously he has been leading other women who have been praying into finding this information. And I have heard people say, your story sounds similar to mine, or I too asked Jesus to heal me. And he took me down this road I wasn't expecting. And um, Jesus is amazing. And just people having very similar experiences to me. And then posting it on my public page, um, that was a lot harder. And I it took a lot more bravery, but, um, I've already gotten a lot of response and I've had a lot of private messages to me saying, I didn't know about this. This might be me. Could you talk to me? And it's just been such a joy. And, um, you know, second, second Corinthians one is maybe really familiar verses to a lot of people, but, This is just so much what I'm experiencing right now. It says, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so I cannot tell you, I heard somebody say one time that God's revenge on the enemy is that we get to help release other captives. Mm -hmm. And so that's my prayer. Um, And I'm just so grateful to you, Desiree, that you were obedient and that you were so caring and your heart for women. I just, we're going to talk a lot more times, but I'm so grateful because that's what started all of this. I'm very grateful that you're willing to listen to me, <laughs> especially when I'm really going out on a limb out of just trying to be obedient. But before we started recording, I asked you what were the big takeaways mm-hmm. that you want your listeners to have. And I think they are four beautiful takeaways. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Um, thing I really want to emphasize is the importance of journaling. It is a practice that you and I absolutely love and adore. And I started journaling back actually March 1st, 
2017, which has been very helpful to look back because that's about when my health started really deteriorating. Um, well, started just a little bit then. And, um, so journaling and listening to God is so important. Um, but while you're doing that, you know, being in a place where when he does speak, because he will, if you ask him to, if you, if you journal and you listen and you watch and you wait, um, being ready to do whatever it is that he asks us to do, um, pray, journal, watch, wait, and repeat. Um, Psalm 5, 3 is one of my favorite, favorite. And I think this, this Psalm describes to me what journaling does for us in our spiritual lives and just our, our attitude when we do it. It says in the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice in the morning. I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. And so just like praying and journaling, but like eagerly watch, like expect him to answer. So those I think are my big, my big takeaways. Um, did I leave anything out? That was it. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, like with journaling and, and I really do want to emphasize God leading because me telling everyone, my purpose for this is to not go around and tell everyone, well, if you have implants for one reason or another, people have them for a variety of reasons. One is that you know, some people have had mastectomies and they have implants. Um, I, I, you know, you know, I, because of my experience, I am very, much I would not recommend someone get them, but the important part is to ask God what he has for you. Let him lead. This is, although it seems like it's about um, a campaign against implants, that is actually not, not what I'm doing right now. I mean, if someone had told me when I was 24, these things could happen to you, I probably would have gotten them anyway. I wasn't in a, in a place ready to listen and so if you have them already, this is not a time to panic. This is just a time to, to have the information. If you see signs, you at least know, but it's a journey with God. Um, it's a journey with God of letting him lead you. We're all so different. You know, I can't tell you what your body's doing or what your body will do, but I can tell you that God is the one who, um, and he's the one who knows your next steps. He knows you inside and out. Yes. And as a personal trainer, I would just, Marnie, want your listeners to know that their bodies are perfect exactly as God made them. And whether or not they've got implants or whether or not they have explanted and now they're flat again, or if you're a little... Um, heavier than you want to be or a little thinner than you want to be like that. All of that does not matter. What really matters is that you were designed by the designer of the universe. Yes. And you are wholly accepted as you are, whether or not you have, um, had life circumstances that have led to your body becoming maybe what you see as a problem. It's really not a problem in the eyes of God. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. 
Desiree for being with us. And I really think that we have a lot to, a lot of podcasts coming because there's so much of your story, of your story that I would love (laughs) for the listeners to know. And, um, you have such a love for scripture like I do and, and a deep love for the book of Isaiah. We've been talking about doing this for a very long time. And I, Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this miraculous story of God's leading encourages you to pray and watch expectantly for God's answers. If you can think of someone who might benefit from this story, then please pass it on. Also, if you have your own miracle story, I want to hear it. So reach out to me at info at meetmeinisaiah.com.